Hello and welcome to Easy Operations Episode 2. I'm your host, Ron, and today I'm joined by our usual hosts, James. What's going on? And Mondo. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. So this is Episode 2, and we mentioned this is kind of a general purpose podcast. We primarily play video games, but we want to focus on all aspects of kind of culture. This is just kind of a low informal show that we do to just kind of talk about things that we like in pop culture and video games and gadgets so you know we won't follow the same format every week we're just going to be all over the place and that's okay that's just kind of the way we envision this show maybe we can take more suggestions in future episodes but for now we're just going to kind of fly by the seat of our pants here and uh, we're going to start out with kind of like a general catch-up segment in terms of Something that you've done recently or just what's new guys Uh, let me start out with uh, James what's new uh, not much. Uh, generally, um, just been working. Nothing exciting. However, I did get some new tech, which I'm uh, happy to talk about. I uh, received a Ring video doorbell uh, from a coworker for free. Actually, her boyfriend works for the company, and I was just asking them oh, if they can get me a discount. But they hooked me up with a free model, so I've had it hooked up now for a little bit. It's pretty cool. Um, I've had issues where I've had stolen uh, packages that arrived to my um, door, so this will help alleviate that or at least get an idea of what's going on when I miss out an item. And the uh, second thing that I've gotten that I'm very excited about is... Uh, well, hold on. Let me ask you about this uh, ring. Sure. Now, you live in an apartment. Uh, you can't really do modifications. I mean, what's the installation process like? Uh, this is It's pretty cool. They give you a lot of um, tools and things to adapt to pretty much any type of wall type, I guess, or wherever you want to install it for. On this particular case, I have it hooked up to actually to my uh, metal gate. So I have a, a gate and then before right before the door. So I have it hooked up through there. And all it is is just a screws that go through the little holes I already have on the little uh, gate that I have. And then I just fasten it on the back. And uh, so far, it's been working out pretty well. It's pretty sturdy. And uh, it uses a, it looks like a proprietary screw, so no one can just like steal it. If so, that you know they really have no use for it because uh, they need the other portion of it. So you never have to drill into the wall? Not You can. I mean, it's up to you if you wanted to. But for my particular case, I did it right to the gate. I think you have a gate. No, you don't have a gate on your house, but uh, you could do the wall in your situation. But me, I have a gate in front of my door, and that's where I have it hooked up to. That is cool, and I'm glad they have a proprietary thing. That would be funny if your ring got stolen. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to see people stealing your packages, and they steal the ringer. <laughs> What's really cool though is like I can be anywhere like at work, whatever, and anyone that presses the button, I, it pops up with a little no- notification on the phone and it will um, display a video feed and then I can even talk to uh, whoever's out there. So it can just appear that I'm at home or not, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, has been, it's been pretty, uh, pretty cool home tech. I'm into the futuristic stuff and, you know, uh, home equipment or improving and this helps out even though I'm in a little apartment. So have you caught anyone doing anything shady? Not as of yet. <laughs> Hopefully, ideally not, ever. All right, cool, cool. Uh, let's come back to you in a little bit. But Mondo, what's up? What's new, man? Um, let's see. I was trying out Paladins over the weekend. What is that? On Xbox One. Oh. Well, it is, long story short, it is a Overwatch knockoff. It's really fun. Um, you got some of these guys, different characters... Um, kind of like a cross between what, you know, uh, I would say World of Warcraft kind of style characters. Like um, dragons, humans, elves. 
And they're pretty distinctive. They're very much like uh, Overwatch in a sense. So yeah, it's like a Overwatch clone. It's a lot of fun. I would suggest try it out if you get the chance to. Also, uh, Destiny Age of Triumph. Um, over the weekend, I was able to... Well, hold on, Mondo. You're jumping the gun on the segments here. I appreciate oh. your enthusiasm. But we're doing the general catching up segments here. So, look, let me get us back on track here. I watched something this weekend with all of you guys that took about damn near seven hours of my life. <laughs> and this was WrestleMania. And I don't even know what number they're on. Uh, but this took place in Orlando, Florida this past weekend, and it was a long event. And, uh, you know, it almost went on too long in the sense that I began to get distracted in certain matches. And and I kind of walked away and thinking, like, did I even like this or not? I just, I don't know. Well, guys, uh, who wants to step in here? And, you know, like, what did you think? Uh, one, you were right that they are, it was way too long this year. Um it didn't need to be that necessarily long. Felt like a lot of filler, and underutilized a lot of the matches. Um, they were a little underwhelming. There was some interesting uh, outcomes in a sense that there was no um, dirty tricks or cheat to wins, anything of that nature. But there were some fun surprises. But overall, it was an okay event. It just went a little too long. They had a WWE has a prior event for the development league called NXT. They had a pay-per-view the day before, which was, I believe, a lot better than WrestleMania was. And they managed to compact that within two hours. Uh, agreed. Uh, NXT had the better show. Um, unfortunately, um, the main roster um, didn't pull off the thrill ride everybody was hoping because some of the matches were kind of lackluster. I was hoping something big from the KO versus Jericho match. Um it was pretty clean. Just like James said, uh, there was no dirty tricks. Everything was straight up. But you got to enjoy that, that everything was a, a little bit different this year. Um, I would say it was more of a, of a, excuse me, of a traditional mania where, hey, everything is straight up. No tricks under our bags. It's like you're going to enjoy this type of wrestling. And for some it works and for, you know, for others not. I mean, I agree that it was a traditional WrestleMania, but traditional in the sense that it didn't really deliver on the thrill ride that it was claimed to be. And it just, I don't know, I guess if I'd have to give it a letter grade, I'd say like a, a C minus or maybe a B plus. Um, you know, I was entertained. It's good to have the guys over and just kind of hang out and watch some wrestling. But, you know, just a little bit went on too long and just not not the best. What What grade would you guys give it? I would personally give it a C plus as well. Um, could have been a lot better. Went on too long, and uh, underwhelming matches. But there were some fun nostalgia factors on there. But beyond that, eh, it can easily be missed. Solid C on my end, um, only because you know the fact that Mickey James came out with uh, a tribal attire to the ring. Kind of threw certain people off. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure that out, and we we were quickly trying to go to Wikipedia and seeing if she was half Native American, and and trying to really figure out she looked like uh, Michelle Williams from the Tekken series. If you guys are familiar with it, I was digging the look. I don't know if she is not any kind of ancestry of being Native American. It's a little bit offensive, but uh, not to me. But uh, you know, just in general, 
so it was kind of weird, but it was an interesting look, and I kind of like that. But really no kind of over-the-top entrances for the most part. So, you know, it's just kind of a solid event. Uh, but what about you, Mondo? Like, did you watch anything cool, like any movie or something like that? Um, Watching anything cool. Now, that is a good question. I do know that you saw uh, Rick and Morty, the season three opener. Oh, yeah. Oh, that Tell us about great. that. That was hilarious, guys. Uh, it's it is canon. So from what I heard from a uh, a coworker, uh, that was supposed to be the season two finale of Rick and Morty, but they cut it down to I believe it was a uh, twelve thirteen episodes for season two. So they had that extra episode lying in the weights and. They posted that episode up online on Adult Swim streaming on April Fool's. Everybody thought this was a gag, and it wasn't. So this entire episode is canon, and it kind of shows uh, Rick being Rick. Don't want to give... Uh, should we do spoilers, James? Uh, no, uh, it's still too early for a lot of people. From what I would just say is that uh, I saw it too. Uh, one I also thought was an April Fool's joke, but it ended up being an actual episode it is a great episode uh it does follow up on a lot of prior events that happens in the prior season and uh, if anyone is a fan out there for rick and morty definitely check it out this summer when it's uh back on air well thank you i'm glad uh thanks for the no spoilers i should say because i am making my way through rick and morty i'm probably i don't know less than halfway through the first season i like the show it's just not a huge priority for me to watch but uh good show overall um, well, now let's get into games then, guys. I mean, I don't have a smooth transition for this, but uh, let's go ahead and to talk about uh, what you've been playing. Mondo, you had started us off on uh, Paladins. Pa- Paladins? Paladins? Pa- Paladins? I didn't even say that, man. Yeah. Uh, you know Paladins. <laughs> like they always say, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. Tomato, yeah, so tomato, Paladin, Paladin. Paladins. 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 <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, like I said earlier, it's a uh, pretty much a uh, Overwatch knockoff. Um, but you know what? What game isn't nowadays? You have Street Fighter, and then you have all these, you know, quote unquote fighter clones. So I think if people give Paladins a look, give it a chance, um, you're gonna find something rewarding. Um, it's actually pretty interesting in itself. Um, you start off doing your basic. Uh, Capture point. You have to capture a point. Once there, you gotta carry the payload to a certain area, and it's pretty casual. I like how they have a casual mode where the payload doesn't have to go uh, through two, three, four, five checkpoints like in Overwatch, because it seems pretty, pretty daunting sometimes when you're going from checkpoint to checkpoint with Overwatch. It makes the game a little bit more. Well, it'll extend the game. Have you, uh, you know, it'll extend the game. But with Paladins, it's just a little bit more casual. It's like, hey, just get to point A to point B, and you're good. And if you do it, you win. If you don't, then you lose. Mondo, I know this is a uh, free-to-play game. Uh, what are the free-to-play hooks? What is the, what is there any, pay, is there any paywalls, or uh, what is there in the progression system regarding this free-to-play game? Uh, progression system works, uh, if you want to buy, believe their currency to unlock characters, um, you start off with a set of five. 
but the longer you keep playing, you could also accumulate gold through playing various matches. I found myself unlocking one character, and it took me about a day and a half uh, worth of uh, gameplay. Not too bad. Um, you get loot every time you level up, uh, or these uh, boxes that you open up, I'm sorry. And as opposed to Overwatch, where they kind of give you one loot chest when you level up, or sometimes they actually don't give you a loot chest when you level up. Uh, Paladins, from what I've seen, you level up, you'll get two loot chests. So leveling up in this game is rewarding, and it does pay off because you could get gold that way as well. Um, you could also buy skins if you'd like. Um, so th there's a lot of things to do. I really didn't go into the overall aspect uh, into buying certain items. I just kind of went straight into the game. So unfortunately, I yeah, I, I'm not really a fan of those uh, free-to-play games, so I'll probably skip it. Uh, James, you mentioned to me earlier that you were playing the Splatoon 2 beta. I didn't even know Nintendo did betas. So how does this thing work? How do you even get in on it And for people that are interested? And what do you think? Uh, let me first correct you. It's Splatoon, not Splatoon. Splatoon! Splatoon, that's what I said. Splatoon! Splatoon. 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 Well, um, unfortunately, it's a little too late for people to play the beta. It seemed like they had it, uh, what they call a test fire, where it is a server uh, testing period where it's only about an hour per specific days. Um, but yeah, if uh, this is my first foray into Splatoon. I never had a Nintendo Wii U system, but I heard a lot about uh, Splatoon. Uh, speaking of all this Overwatch talk, it's very similar in that aspect in, in respect that it's a... Not necessarily a hero shooter, but a class-based. And what makes it very unique is that it's not focused on uh, the direct combat in this particular game. So it's very casual and very fun. I think even you would enjoy this run. So basically the concept is that it's usually a five-on-five -five, um, mode that's three-minute matches. It's always going to be three minutes. And the whole goal of this is that your characters shoot paint. And what you need to do is you need to fill up the arena with more paint than the other uh, opposing side's uh, paint. So basically, you're going to be seeing paint all over the place. And whenever you paint an area with your color, you can actually move or traverse faster on the field um, as long as you have painted fields. If you run into a enemy painted field, you move actually slower. So you, you want to kind of uh, paint that over that. The only thing is if there's people in the way, you can actually shoot them and get rid of them. It's more of an inconvenience once they're in the way. Um, so it kind of uh, encourages you to also shoot at them too, but you don't need to. And I and actually really find it fun. Um, I was actually impressive, uh, actually uh, very surprised how impressive this game ran. It was 60 frames per second, even on the Switch. It looked great, and I highly recommend it for anyone looking for a unique type shooter that's uh, a little bit more casual, not very... It's, it's competitive in its own way, um, but still very easy for the casual player. Um, I highly recommend it. I would maybe if you have, since you have the Wii U, Ron, check out maybe Splatoon 1 if it's on cheap or whatever. But I uh, highly recommend it. I'm looking well, forward to getting it on release. You know, one of the things that turns me off on Splatoon, well, actually, I'll tell you two things. Number one is the Nintendo online structure. It's just friend codes and all that. I don't have time for that stuff. And, you know, it's probably a, easier on Switch, but on Wii U, it's a pain. And the second is, I'm not a fan of the art style. Uh, I'm okay with these sort of cartoony graphics, but this is a little sort of on the kiddie side. 
Like if it was a little more like oh, yeah, it's uh, very kiddie. stylized characters, but like uh, like I like Overwatch's uh, style, and obviously there are different kind of games and systems. But uh, I don't know that the characters are very memorable to me, and they're not very exciting. Mondo, you ever gotten into Splatoon? Any, you know, have you tried it out? I have not, but I want to play as a kid with a headgear. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I, I would say the closest, I guess, resemblance in terms of its art style is a very childish version of Jet Set Radio. It's yes. not as cool as that. Uh, definitely not. It looks like it is aimed for kids, but however, it's very deep. So, you know, if you can overlook past that art style, I think you would have a good time. And that's uh, coming from a hardcore uh, shooter person in, in that I tend, generally tend to like games like Halo or Rainbow Six, where it's a little bit more uh, in-your-face uh, competitive action. Well, you know, I kind of missed the uh, boat on uh, Jet Set Radio. I, I had a Dreamcast, but somehow that that game kind of passed me by. And same situation when it was on the Xbox. But uh, speaking of Xbox, I've been playing on my Xbox Destiny, yes. one of my favorite games to talk about. Um, this game has now been out for three years, if you're not familiar with it. Um, this is something that we discussed last week that James kind of fell off the map with it, but they had recently reintroduced new content in which they were remixing some of their older raids, uh, adding new challenges to it, new armor, new weapons to it. And uh, Mondo got a chance to kind of try out the first of the challenge modes and the first raids, which was the Raid of Crota. And uh, I didn't get a chance to finish it. I've been playing the game, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what I've been doing uh, but Mondo, tell us about you. You seem to go with two characters at the very least. Uh, tell us about the challenge mode. What was it like? Kind of, how did it feel to go back into the old raids? Uh, going back into the old raid, it just felt like uh, you know what for someone who enjoys Destiny as much as uh, myself and Ron do. Um, it was kind of like going back home, back to year one. And <laughs> unfortunately, there was some year one hiccups that uh, that do tend to pop up, uh, but with enough patience, um, you can oversee that just a bit. Um, one of the challenges was the Death Singer Challenge, where you have to clear out ads on the bottom, the tower, the sides, and you have to do this within under, I believe it was uh, two minutes and about under two minutes and 20 seconds. I mean, at first it was a pretty hard task, but then unfortunately I wasn't with my original raid group. I kind of just kind of went in there with a uh, random group of people. These guys were solid. They were communicating. And, you know, overall, we had a great time. We were thinking, like, hey, what can we do to get these guys, you know, the knights, especially since they have, uh, uh, what is that, fire armor on them. So we ended up uh, using our exotic swords to help us out. So it was a lot of great communication. We ended up doing that in about an hour. <laughs> so um, we figured that part out. Uh, the second part to the challenge was the Crota Challenge. Now, let me jump in there. For for those of you who are not familiar with the raids, I just in case you're not familiar with the game, it's a, like a six-player challenge in which you go up against the enemies of the game and go and try to solve certain puzzles or waves of enemies or certain bosses, and you have to learn the patterns of them and, and do that. And I will say one of the things that I find that I don't like about it is that there's not much of a matchmaking system to it. So maybe that'll be fixed for the next one, but it really requires you to go in there and go to a separate website to then find random people that you've never met, you've never played with, 
and just kind of see how it goes. And sometimes this is kind of little social experiments of what people are like when they haven't really talked to each other before and how they work as a group and, and trying to all of a sudden work as a team. And some people are more familiar with it. And it does kind of require a little bit of repetition in terms of playing it enough times until you've learned it or you've learned that skill and kind of learning to mesh with your group. And so that's what I kind of like about it. And uh, Mondo, you had mentioned that uh, there's a bunch of new armor. And some of the cool things that I liked is uh, they added new armor to the game. It just, you know, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, but this is a chance to go and revisit content that was there about a year and a half ago, make it fresh again, uh, make new items drop for you. And it's just kind of breathe a little bit new life. Uh, kind of this is destiny being on its last legs and it's just a nice sort of farewell and and this week they had another new one which uh, we're going to probably try a little bit later on this week any any other thoughts on this mondo um basically with the uh, challenges it is a breath of fresh air um but like i said uh earlier uh, there are some a little bit a little glitches here and there that they really haven't fixed (laughs) Um, like I said, especially for Crota, and uh, the item drops are rewarding. But unfortunately, if you really want these uh, exotic items, which is like uh, top tier items or the rarest of the rare, you have to unfortunately complete the challenges, um, the weekly raid challenge, in order for you to get those drops. Okay, well, I think that about covers it up. Um, any new releases that you're looking forward to? Anything to have on the horizon that you're kind of looking out for, James? Uh, me personally, at the moment, I am uh, waiting Mario Kart 8, the re-release for the Switch. I'm excited to have that on the go. But beyond that, nothing uh, immediate. Everything is in the holiday, uh, especially with Project Scorpio, which is the Xbox Next console being announced tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking forward to what's on the horizon, especially what is going to be retrofitted for the new console. You know, you mentioned that, but I haven't seen anyone kind of teasing it, anyone on Twitter. Like, where did you see this report? It was reported a little earlier today, I believe, from actual Microsoft that um, an outlet called Eurogamer, they do a, a section called Digital Foundry. They have the exclusive rights for the reveal, which will be tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if anyone is catching that or listening to this now, they probably already heard of it. Uh, but uh, excited to talk more about that next week after the reveal. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to wake up and just immediately check Eurogamer. I don't even read Eurogamer on a regular basis, but I'm definitely going to search that out as soon as I wake up. All right, well, you mentioned some news that's going to break tomorrow, but what about news that has already broke for the week? First up here is, uh, you know, we were talking about Destiny earlier. Let's talk about it more. Why not? I love it. Destiny 2, the trailer's been released, everybody, uh, and including a PC version. So this was now a formal confirmation that the game exists. Prior to that, it was a teaser, and this was a trailer, but not one that showed gameplay footage. Just want to kind of set up what the concept of the storyline is going to be and an explanation for why you're starting over from scratch on the new game and it's basically the tower which is where all your gear all your guns were has been destroyed by this new invading force and you got to go out there and uh, kind of reclaim your energy reclaim your weapons and and kind of fight and on the run and and, and save earth so to speak so you know we we want to get your impressions here and and i was excited about it but 
we'll learn more a little bit as the uh, date is or the gameplay is announced in uh, May. I believe it's like May 18th or something like that. That but, is correct, May 18th. Yeah. So anyway, James, did you happen to watch this? I know you're, you're cautiously optimistic about Destiny 2, but what did you think of the trailer? You know what? I was looking forward to a more gameplay-oriented trailer. Uh, at least what I got out of this is, I guess, the overall tone. It's a little confusing in a sense that they went kind of half and half. It seemed like it went half the Destiny 1 serious route and the second half a little bit more comical route. I'm not sure if they're trying to aim more for a uh, Borderlands um, comedic route. Uh, but I, as far as tone, I would prefer more of the comedic route. The first one was a little too serious for its own good, especially without the story uh, or, or me knowing what's going on in the story. So it's good to be a little light. I know that in the last expansion, uh, actually, I'm sorry, the first major expansion for Destiny 1, um, a Taken King, they kind of, went a little lighter in terms of that. But as far as tone goes, I'm more aiming for the little bit more light side, and hopefully it's a little bit aimed towards that. Also, in terms of the PC version, it's exciting in a sense that since they have to cater to them as well, I'm uh, imagining that a lot of advanced mechanics is going to appear, especially without the last generation holding them back. So looking forward to May 18th. I'm still cautiously optimistic. I always said from the beginning that I was more excited for Destiny 2 while playing Destiny, Destiny 1 because of the potential. So hopefully it pays off this time. Okay, fair enough. That was a uh, you know good analysis there. But I'm gonna make a little correction. That's actually the third expansion was Taken King, and they just kind of uh, realized that this they had a good character going with the one that's in the trailer. Her name is Kate Six, and uh, it seems like they're gonna be leaning on him to kind of do a lot of the the character or the narration because he was one of the favorite characters. Uh, and you mentioned PC version. I'm not getting it on PC version. I'm 90% sure I'm going to get the Xbox One version. I kind of still want to hear to see what kind of um, exclusives there's going to be. But for the most part, you know, I'm an Xbox guy. I'm not trying to start up any flame wars here, but, you know, I'm going to lean towards that. Mondo, you what you saw this no, a number of times. Start out with what version are you going to get and uh, what do you think of the trailer? Um, so I'm going to go with the Digital Deluxe. Um, no more room for discs. Um, and also, I thought the trailer was great. Um, it shows a little bit more life into the characters themselves. Um, and yes, you know, Kate 6 uh, does bring a comedic aspect. Um, and then on the other hand, you kind of have uh, Ikora Ray uh, kind of right there, kind of guiding him to be a little bit more serious, kind of, you know. So there's, you can see there's potential in character development between those two characters. And then... If you see, if you watch the trailer, you also see, uh, I believe it's Zavala doing his uh, motivational speech as well. So, uh, two sides. There's somewhat of a serious comedic side. So, a little 50-50 uh, play here going on. And I enjoyed it. I think, uh, like James said, uh, there is potential. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, May 18th is the next gameplay reveal. And... I cannot wait for this to happen. I just want to chime in real quick uh, in terms of me mentioning the PC version. I'm not definitely get, getting it on the PC, but I only mention that in a sense that 
since the PC is now involved, it's going to spread across the, all the spectrum in terms of what they can do now. They're not being held back, so that's what makes it exciting. Definitely getting the Xbox version to uh, play with your bros. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if they actually separate the audiences because, you know, they say these uh, mouse and keyboard people. I'm not a PC guy, obviously, but uh, you can get super good on multiplayer. So I do they split up the audiences or can you play online between uh, certain systems? We'll see. I honestly think no. Uh, there's going to be no crossplay because Activision is a notorious uh, money hound. And uh, even with their latest Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on PC, there was two versions on there and each had their own servers. So that super fragmented their player base on PC. So don't expect uh, crossplay from Activision anytime soon. Uh, fair enough. And not to mention uh, Sony has paid quite a bit for a number of exclusives on it. So, yeah, maybe not. All right, well, uh, Mad Cats, uh, this is a company that uh, had – when I was growing up, they were notorious for the worst knockoff controllers. Like if you wanted to get a cheap controller, you get a Mad Cats one, right? So you can't afford a, a Nintendo 64 controller, but when you go to GameStop, they have them for like 20 bucks, and they were terrible quality for the longest times. And, and to me, what changed them around was the Street Fighter controllers. Um, and, and that's when all of a sudden they had these great quality on these controllers and they kind of put them back on the map, but it almost seemed like it was too little too late. And now they're going to be shutting down. Uh, James, can you tell us a little bit more about that and just what you thought of Madcast in general? Um, I think they, from what I read, they are closing down because of their major, uh, gamble in partnering with the rock band product. Uh, they were the exclusive partners with Harmonix to build the uh, guitar accessories. And Rock Band 4, this generation, definitely did not pan out as it did the last generation. It looked like they lost a ton of revenue. Um, their stocks, hurt, I hear, went down to $0.04. Cents. That's like penny stocks. Um, and that's unfortunate because while their controls were crap, uh, definitely that's not a no, uh, uh, surprise it was actually kind of funny in a sense that you bring it back to the old times in a sense that when you couldn't afford new controllers, Mad Cats was there for us with their cheap, crappy controllers. They didn't work for that long, but they worked enough for that time period, enough for us to buy another cheap Mad Cats controller. Um, but eventually they did move over to making quality products with the fight stick. So that's why I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts in a sense that what are you guys going to do now if you guys ever need to buy Fight sticks, uh, they were the go-to at one point, but now what do you guys think on that? Where do we go? Well, um, uh, go ahead, Mondo, but uh, I'll just start oh, real good. quick. And it's uh, basically uh, for fight sticks, I can still repair. That was one of the cool things about the Mad Cats one is that they made it easy, easily able to repair. And it used arcade joystick parts. So – I can technically still find arcade joystick parts online, and I could just replace those in there real fast. But at the same time, Ori has picked up the pace, and they make the Japanese version. They're like the Japanese Mad Cats, but mostly focus on like fighting sticks. And uh, we'll probably be leaning towards them for future systems. So, Mondo, would how many? You've picked up like three joysticks from them, right? Um, actually, two are from Mad Cats, and they were the uh, Street Fighter X Tekken versions. Uh, that kind of we dubbed it forming Voltron. Oh, that was awesome. Connect both of them, and the other is the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three by Hori. So I have Mad Cats and Ori, or I don't know how you want to pronounce that. Hori, Ori, Hori, Paladin, Paladin, Paladin. I don't know. Go keep going. Uh, 
both are exceptional, you know, fight sticks. Um, the only issue uh, that I'll see in future fight sticks is that if Ori is going to be the uh, main proprietor of fight sticks, it's just the way that their button layout is because they have the start button a little too close to the to the eight buttons that were kind of a custom or six buttons. Yes, those were te- – that's my yep. biggest complaint with it is that the, the start buttons were right above your like fierce button. So if you got too crazy, sometimes I'm guilty of it. You'd hit the pause button in the middle of the match, whereas the Mad Cats one were just kind of behind the controller and it was just much more user-friendly. Correct. Um, so um, we're, we're just going to have to wait and see if uh, maybe Ori will will change it up a bit. Um, and then we got to see if uh, maybe another company can step it up. But uh, it was usually Mad Cats versus Ori, in my opinion, in regards to these fight sticks. Yeah, you know, I wonder if there's a sale now that I think about it. Like, can you get those for cheap? I don't know. But, uh, you know, rest in peace, Mad Cats. It was a good run for a number of years. You did us well. You were the controller we'd hand off to uh, people that came over the house. Uh, but on to other things now. Next in the news here is a Dishonored 2. The demo is out. I was a big fan of Dishonored 1. When number 2 came out, I think there was just too many other games going on, and I just couldn't fit it into my schedule to to play it and to purchase it. I was waiting for it to go on sale. I haven't gotten it yet. Now that I see that there's a demo out, this is my same reaction like I was last week for Mafia 3, which I did download, but I haven't tried it out, so I'll report on that next week. Um, so Dishonored 2 demo, did anyone get a chance to try it and kind of tell us about what you think about the Dishonored series? I actually played all the DLCs on all of them, so yeah. Uh, let me chime in here. I love Dishonored 1. It was highly underrated. I'm surprised not many people know about it as, or played it as, uh, uh when that original release came out. There was even a Ultimate version, uh, that came out, which I plan to, um, buy again and repeat just because to refresh my memory. It comes with the DLC as well. Um, I'm really excited for this. I haven't played the demo yet. I was uh, This was always on my to-buy list, but now at least I get to get to a head start with this game, with the demo, in a sense that the progress carries over as well as achievements. So if anyone out there is a Dishonored 1 fan, uh, the, the demo is out, so check it out. Mondo, what about you? The I... I haven't really played it. Nah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> okay, Marvel Heroes, guys. I love Marvel, but I don't know Marvel Heroes. I'll tell you why. is because it was on PC. I'm not a PC guy, but now it is coming to consoles. Um, who can tell us a little bit more about this? Uh, I can. I was always a uh, devout follower of this Marvel Heroes series, which is on PC. It's a free-to-play game, too. This is probably... Maybe the only one that may attract you, Ron, because I know you're not too free to play. It's basically an MMO slash Diablo clone. So if you're a fan of those Ultimate Alliance games, it's kind of similar in a sense that uh, it's a top-down isometric gameplay, but with your favorite characters uh, in the Marvel Universe that you can level up and build in terms of uh, different skills and stats. Um, what makes it an MMO is that the structure of the game is very MMO in a sense that uh, you do quests, and you actually do raids, in which you can participate with, I believe, up to 20 people at once online. So I'm happy for it to finally get on console. I'll be definitely on that. I'm a big Marvel head, so looking forward to that. I hear it's coming in the summer, so keep an eye out on that. That definitely sounds like something I'd be interested in. Uh, Mondo, what about you? Do you think you would play this? Um, I actually have it on PC, and I've played it for like a few hours. And you know what? 
going back to what James said, uh, it is a to me it's a fun game. I was uh, what your character? My, um, you know what? I I believe I, I started off with Wolverine, everybody's favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you like the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliances, um, this is a game for you. Uh, or slash Diablo, it's a lot of fun. Okay, sounds good. Um, this week was uh, notable for the Xbox Dash uh, being updated to its. I don't. I can't tell you the number of it, but it's a significant update. They really changed the way the uh, dashboard works. When you press the main button, the Xbox button on the controller, it used to take you to the home screen, and now it brings up this little blade that comes in from the left which gives you quick access to quite a number of the most commonly used features. And you can do pretty much everything from that little tray that slides out. So I like it a lot. They made improvements to the Cortana talking to it. I know a lot of people, I'm probably in the minority here, but I'm one of the few people that kept my connect. I love it. I use it every day. I'm always talking to my Xbox. And this got me to switch to using Cortana. That's their new thing, like a Siri. Um, And I previously was shouting Xbox at it. Because that used to be the old command. And I, when they first started introducing this, Cortana didn't work very well for me. And eventually I felt like, you know, they've been hyping up that they've updated this. And and it actually works pretty well. And I switched over to Cortana. So who else has had a chance to try it out? I know we're all kind of in the beta program. Uh, you know, is there, you know, is this a good update? What would you say, James? I actually really like it a lot. I've actually had this update for a couple months now in the beta testing of the dashboard in the Xbox Insider program. I appreciate how fast and efficient it is now. I used to lag back in the day just to press the home button, to get to the home button, to move between the pages, just to load up any sort of page. It used to take a long time. I appreciate the fact that the Xbox has listened to their, the fans and uh, made improvements where improvements are needed. I do know they removed the feature to snap, which is very controversial, but it was a, a very not very commonly used uh, feature, and I rather prefer the speed over that. And I appreciate that I can get to anywhere pretty much from the little guide that comes out nowadays. So yeah, I'm overall impressed. I'm looking forward to the upcoming features that are rolling out, uh, such as the arena uh, function as well as I believe a extra club feature, but the current implementation of clubs and looking for games is look is running really well. So if you guys haven't checked out those features, uh, definitely check them out as well. You know I see those there, and I even joined one of the Destiny clubs, but I don't know. I just I don't know how to quite use it. I don't really jump in there as much, but. The no. clubs, you don't have to. It's really just for discussion, and if you want to join those people within the clubs, I would think the most useful feature for you guys as Destiny 1 players, uh, since there's no matchmaking, is just the general looking for game function. Yeah. Uh, you can either just create a LFG where you put you know points of what you're going to do on the raid, uh, or you can join people that already have pre-existing ones. You can place templates where it says uh, mic only or casuals only. It's pretty cool and it works well. I know Mondo's been using it, so maybe he can give us some impressions. Um, yeah, and honestly, guys, it does work. Um, like James mentioned, um, you put like little hashtags like, hey, what are you looking for? Do you want a you know, chill group, adults only? Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, kids do play. And there is a funny hashtag where it says no squeakers. I think we all know where that falls. Like, hey, no no kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long does it take to get into a match you, from when you submit the, the ad, so to speak? Now, here's my only concern. Um, I love the fact that the 
looking for group, the LFG, um, it updates. So it's always refreshing. Um, you just got to be aware because sometimes I, I do this all the time. I see something I like, but my eyes or it's just me. I don't pay attention to when the post, uh, when the, uh, when the, uh, when the post was created. So uh, I take a second glance and I'm like, oh, oh no, this was an hour ago. Uh, but I like the fact that the LFG in itself refreshes. So once I go back to the top, I kind of scroll back uh, up and down and it looks into your community, uh, Ron. So when you join a club, um, basically you can look within your club because uh, I joined Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. I also joined uh, the Destiny Ragers or uh, Destiny for Old Guys. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I'm always switching uh, back and forth between all three. And then, um, you know what? Honestly, it's worked. I've had one bad raid group and that was it. So everything else, I would say I would give it a big old thumbs up. All uh, right. I just want to give my impressions real quick, too. I've only done the uh, creating an LFG. I did a test one for Battlefield. It's pretty cool how it works. So basically, you create a gr- uh, a searching for group kind of like a uh, ad that posts all over Battlefield. So how that worked is that it, it goes into your party field. And anyone that's interested, it will ping you kind of like an achievement pop-up saying, oh, someone's interested in joining your group. And then you choose if you want to accept them in or not, which is really cool and it's well implemented on the system. So if you guys don't have any friends and uh, and just don't want to find a cool group just to play with and for those multiplayer games that maybe are a little better with multiplayer or friends, check that out. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I love about Xbox is for every like two or three major things that get added, then you'll see eventually PlayStation adding and updating their thing. Their, their updates are just far fewer. I don't get what the big deal is about, about PlayStation 4, but, you know, I'm a little bit biased. I'll admit it. So anyways, that about wraps it up for us, guys. But I think before we leave, why don't we kind of give people a little thing to kind of keep an eye out for, a little party shot or something like that, just to kind of... Something we're going to do this weekend. Like, I know we're all going to go see Ghost in the Shell this weekend, and we'll report back on that next week. But for me, I started watching Lucha Underground, um, and I recommend people try to watch it. It's it, If you like wrestling but don't want to follow it every week, imagine if it was carefully edited, and it almost is shot in a style of a telenovela. And it's corny on purpose, and it almost brings back memories for me of those WMAC masters. If anyone I grew up in the 90s and watched this late Mortal Kombat ripoff, yeah. So something to watch. I've only watched the pilot, but just kind of if you want to watch something, that's, that's what I would recommend. Where can uh, we watch that, Ron? That's on uh, Netflix, actually. Just got added to it. Two seasons. Sweet. Uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, I would highly recommend if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's on FX. It just wrapped up. It's called Legion. It's a, about a character from the X-Men universe. It doesn't tie to any movies, but it's probably one of the most stylistic and uh, mind-bending shows you'll ever see. So if you're into just into comic book anything, uh, highly recommend it. And uh, I'm pretty sure it'll probably pop up on Hulu. Actually, it is on Hulu as of right now. And if you're people that don't have Hulu, it'll probably eventually get to Netflix down the line. Yeah, definitely got to watch that before it goes away on Hulu. Uh, Mondo, what about you? Uh Baseball, 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 baseball. Yeah. Sorry, James. Uh, I know it's a boring sport. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? It is uh, opening day week. I'm excited to see the Chicago Cubs, the defending champs, uh, for a bit uh, in the next few days. Uh, technically, I'm not going, but I will watch on ESPN slash 
WGN, uh, either channel. So I'm excited for the baseball season starting all over again. So that's what I'll be doing, just catching up on a stat sheet here and there. Oh, and let me just interject real quick uh, before we go. I just wanted to say um, that I forgot to mention on the tech uh, or a little earlier today that what we got this week uh, outside the ring doorbell is I have joined Mondo in getting a Google Pixel. So I now have Whoa, one. Whoa, nice. Right. Cool. So I am totally copying Mondo. I am totally in love with it in terms of its camera. Uh, on the side, I just enjoy taking photography. So it, um, it wasn't me, right, James? It was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was a camera that I preferred over you, Mondo. So highly recommended for anyone that's even switching from iPhone. This is the most uh, easy ease of access one to join, but um, not worth the price. Brand new at the moment. I bought this used. Uh, I would at this point, if you're looking for brand new, wait for the Pixel Two or get the Samsung Galaxy S Eight. Yeah, phones are getting ridiculous nowadays. Alright guys, well, you know, I know this show doesn't go out to the whole world, but if you listen, thank you for taking your time to listen to us. If you know us, give us any feedback, let us know how we can improve. We're always trying to, to do improve ourselves. We're not professionals here, we're just a couple of guys trying to have fun on a Wednesday night. So, thank you for joining us, and till next week, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night. It's a lie.